Well, the big day had come for a girl by the name of Melinda. Melinda was only about five years old. And today, at five years old, Melinda was going to face the biggest challenge of her whole long life. Today. Today, Dad had taken the training wheels off of her bicycle. After taking off those little wheels from the back tire, Dad helped Melinda onto the bike, and he held it for her. And he held her also, very steady. He showed her how to try to balance herself. As she began to pedal, Dad ran alongside, holding onto the back of the seat of Melinda's bike. At one point, Dad started to just to let go. And Melinda? Well, now Melinda was on her own. Well, she was on her own for all about 10 seconds. Almost immediately, she started to lose her balance and and she began to fall, and she cried out, Daddy, Daddy, she screamed. But Daddy was right there, and he caught her. Dad got her set onto the bike again, and after a few minutes of trying to encourage her with those dad-like words of, don't worry, I'm right here, you're going to be fine, you can do this, Melinda started to pedal again, and she was off. Again, she was doing fine until her foot slipped off of the pedal. But again, Dad was right there, and he catched her, and he caught the bike. A third time now with new determination, Melinda decided, I have to do this. I have to be able to ride my bike. All my friends know how to ride a bike. She got down on that seat, and she began to pedal. And this time, this time, Dad just ran alongside. And when she was running, pedaling at a pretty good clip, suddenly Dad, Dad just stopped running along. And Melinda, suddenly she was on her way, and Dad cheered her on as she happily circled the street, now on a two-wheeler bike, a big girl's bike. It was a victory, and Dad would be ready, though, for the next time. Dad would be ready the next time whenever Melinda needed Daddy to catch her, whenever Melinda would cry out, Daddy, she knew, she knew Daddy was going to be right there with her. See, see, I remember when I was learning how to ride a bike. Now, this isn't my bike, because I didn't have a pink bike. I had a green bike, and my bike... Only old people here will remember, my old bike had a banana seat on it. Now, it really wasn't a banana. It just looked like a banana. But it had a bell on it, too. But this bike, this bike belongs to one of your classmates. Her name is Elizabeth, and this is Elizabeth's 
big girl bike. Now, I haven't been riding a bike for a few years now because I don't walk too good all the time because I lose my balance. Because there's something in my brain that sometimes just doesn't help me to see properly. Even just before mass began, I was standing out there in the gathering space and I was watching at those television monitors in the church. And we have someone on the staff here. His name is Mr. Ed. I think he's in the room over there. Mr. Ed, are you in that room? He's like the Wizard of Oz. He's behind the curtain. You only hear his voice. You never see his face. Mr. Ed is behind that door. And he's running the camera that's up there in the balcony so that people at home can watch us. Well, I was looking at that monitor, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the whole church looked a little bit at an angle. And I had to ask a couple people on the staff, is, is the camera at an angle or is it only my brain that's at an angle? Because sometimes my brain plays funny little tricks on me. Luckily, when I learned to ride a bike, I didn't wear this kind of clothing. So when I had my bike, I remember being kind of afraid. My best friend, her name was Kathleen. Her name was Kathleen, and Kathleen started to ride a two-wheeler before me. Kathleen decided she was going to show me how to ride. She was really brave. She was brave about everything. But Kathleen forgot to tell me something about her bike. It was like mine. It, too, had a banana seat. But her bike was purple. And her bike, she forgot to tell me, had no brakes on it. It's not a good thing not to tell someone, is it, Michael? Mm-mm, not a good thing. Not a good thing to give someone your bike and say, here, ride my bike. And then think to yourself, ha, I wonder when he'll find out there are no brakes. Well, I found out when I saw a fence and I tried to step back on those pedals. She was right. There were no brakes. I went right into that fence and I decided I'm never going to ride a bike again. But everyone else in my family, my brother Roger and Mark, my sister Diane, everybody else was riding a bike. I had to learn. I had to learn. So I had to find someone that I trusted. Because even though Kathleen was my best friend, I decided she wasn't the best teacher for a bicycle. So I asked my dad. My dad came outside with me, and my dad, we had a long driveway, and my dad stood in the driveway with me, and he just held the bike. He made me put my feet on the pedals, and he kind of stood in front of the bike, and he just kind of pulled the bike, and I pedaled. And then he stood on the side, and he held just one handle, 
And I kept pedaling. And he said, now I need you to pedal even faster. And I started to pedal faster. And he said, Den, I think you got it. You got it. You can do it. And all of a sudden, my dad let go of the handle. And I was riding my bike. And my bike had brakes. So it was really good. But you know, that was one of the first times that I learned that any time I needed my dad, he was going to be right there to help me. And when I was growing up, I always called my dad, Daddy. And I remember, I remember when I was studying to be a priest, I was in a class. I was learning Hebrew. You ever hear of the language, the Hebrew language? Not too many people speak it. It's more of a language that you study. And all of a sudden, in that class, I heard that Jesus called his father, Daddy. Abba. Daddy. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, I wonder if, I wonder if Jesus trusts his daddy like I trust my daddy. So, Brielle, do you trust daddy? You trust him a lot? I would think so. I would think so. Michael, do you trust dad? Yes, that was a firm, strong word. Em, do you trust? Who, who trusts their dads here? Who trusts? Brandon and Rachel. Oh, good. She had me a little nervous, Dad. She only put her hand up like this. I was a little afraid, but I was going to ask maybe, well, do you trust your dad over there? But yeah. Oh, did you see that, Ray? A full hand that he trusts you. Dad, he trusts you. See, that's all Jesus is trying to tell his disciples in the gospel story today. You can trust God. You can trust his daddy, his Abba. You can trust him at all the times in your life. Now, the hard thing is with God is that, like my daddy, whom I could see when he was holding onto my bike, sometimes we can't always see God, can we? <coughs> but God loves us so much, he gave us his son. Who, who knows the name of God's son? Brandon, what's the name of God's son? Jesus. He gave us Jesus. And you know what I've learned in all these years that I've been a priest? I trust Jesus. Do you trust Jesus? Yes. Yeah? Good job. And you're not even making your first communion. Maybe you should be. You're ready, aren't you? Actually, I think your little sister here is ready. She's ready for anything in life, isn't she, Mom? Yes, she could be. See, I believe and I always trust in Jesus. And you know how I know is because sometimes I'm afraid of things. Has anyone ever here been afraid? You can be honest. 
Oh, good. Moms and dads here are afraid. You can be honest. Uh, no one parishioners from OLV, you've never been afraid? Oh, Charlotte, being married to Liam all these years, I'd be afraid if I were you. Oh, yeah, raise your hand. Be afraid. Be very afraid. We all get afraid at times. It happens to each and every one of us. There's nobody, I don't think, I don't think there's anyone in the whole world that I've ever met that at no time in their life has ever wondered, can I do this? Is it safe to do this? Am I going to be okay if I try this? Is this going to work out? We're all sometimes afraid. Even today, I wasn't feeling really good. I had to do a service this morning in church, and then I was really dizzy. So I had to go home and lie down, and I slept for a little bit, and then I have a little chapel in my house, and I went into the chapel, and I sat down because I was still dizzy, and I said, okay, Jesus, I have to go to church, and I have to go do First Communion. And I want to try to sit on that bike, and I don't want to fall down and make a big fool of myself. Jesus, I have to go to church because there's nothing more important to me than to be able to do First Communion with my children. Because that's even though you're not my own children, you are kind of like all of my children. Because I don't have a son or a daughter at home. So all of the children here at OLV are kind of like my kids too. And I thought the most important thing is I have to be able to go to church. So I sat down and I looked over at Jesus, because he's right there. He sat down, I looked over at Jesus and I said, I have to do this. I have to do this, but I'm afraid. So I did something that all of you are going to do today. I put my hands out just like this. I reached out to Jesus. And then I said the shortest prayer that there is, the only one word that I asked if you remember today. Who remembers the one word I asked you to remember today? Do you remember? Are you sure? What is it, Brielle? Amen. amen. And who remembers what amen means? Do you remember, Lila? What does it mean? I believe. I believe. You are right. So I said the shortest prayer there is. I put my hands out and I said, Amen. I believe you're going to help me, Jesus. I believe you're going to help me. I'm going to go over to church, and I'm going to feel well, and I'm going to be able to give our children First Communion. And if I feel well enough, I might even try to sit on the bike. And I did. Because I believe Jesus is always with me. And so for the rest of your life, even when you get as old as me, it's, it's kind of old, isn't it? You can say yes. I, I know. I can see it in your face. Even when you get as old as me, I want you to remember today. And someday when you're afraid and you think, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can forgive that person one more time in my life. I don't know if I can love that person the way that I know I really should love them. I don't know 
if I can do this. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I can do this. I want you to remember my voice. And I want you to remember a priest about this tall. And I want you to remember that priest who told you that's all you need to do is put your hands out and say, Amen. I believe. And just as Jesus is going to come to you today for the rest of your life, every time you need Jesus, every time you reach out to him, every time you feel a little afraid, just say, Jesus, I need your help. And I promise you, just as he has always done for me, Jesus will do for you. He'll be right there to help you. So if you believe what I just said, I want you to say that one word, but I want you to say it really loudly, and I'm going to count to three, and I all want you to belt it out together, okay? So if you believe what I just said, one, two, three. Amen. Amen. I believe. And all the way coming over to church today, that's all I kept saying was, Amen. I believe you're going to help me. Amen. I can do this. Amen. I believe.